This is your home for the most competitive football in the state of Michigan. Your home for the most comprehensive coverage week in and week out. This is the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach. Zach, the basement is back at it. And you know we got some news the other day from the MHSAA, the second update in the last several weeks. And Zach, the first update was a status quo update that we're going to hold firm on August 10th. And that as of then, we would start on August 27th and 28th with competitive football. But the announcement this past week, the tone, Zach, has changed They're going to delay pads until August 17th, and now they've decided the MHSAA has their non-committal on the playing of week one, and they've given themselves until August 20th to commit to week one, which, of course, Zach, if we're doing the math at home, I have enough fingers for this one. It is either seven or eight days ahead of the first game that kids will play this fall. That that is awfully tight, Zach. That is a tight window to work within. And if that first announcement was basically a a a non-announcement, which was good news, yes, let's let's keep it on the path that we are on. This feels like the first step backwards as it comes to high school football. And I got to imagine coaches, parents, players can't be pleased with what was announced just this past week. I mean, it wasn't a good announcement. I don't mean like darn you MHSA for saying that. I just, as far as things that are positive and things that are not the fact that they, that they can't commit to a start date is unsettling. And, you know, Zach, we also saw this past week, um, you know, some division three schools like Elma. That was was big to me. That's huge, Zach, because we talk about Elma and I think Elma's got about 1500, students and that's not that's about the average here a little under because the schools in the mac red are so large um but that puts you at about a romeo or a gross point um and so i mean if they can't do it and again it's not apples to apples necessarily but it is damn it's apples to pears it's damn close yeah and this is going to be a decision that's that's made across the board regardless of the size of school obviously i mean the 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 rules will apply to everybody i'm just saying that the the size of elma is comparable to a high school oh i i i totally get that and you're right and and you know these are these are the things where you know we're we're not going to sit here and uh we're not here to 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 bash any no. decision that's made by the MHSAA because I think they're doing oh God. they're doing the want best to... they can in this. I don't want that job. You don't want that job. No. We've made that clear I, before. But I do worry they're kicking the can a little bit. Well, here, I was going to say I, I do worry. I was going to say that. the 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 phrase that comes to mind here is delaying the inevitable. And we're talking football, right? Punting. Punt. <laughs> it's 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 fourth and long what other choice do you have i mean i don't think we should say we should go for it at this point it's 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 not worth it but i i think the writing's starting to appear on the wall here and we're getting the feeling here in the basement that there's not going to be games to talk about because or at least not i I tell you this zach i i think right now that announcement eliminates week one from it's got to from its original date how how they handle that i don't know i think you're looking at uh, what colleges are doing going conference only. And look, I'll, I'll tell you this. I know nobody out here cares. I went to the university of Arizona. I, I left the area for, for college and the PAC 12 has decided to go uh, as many others have, like the big 10 has decided to go conference only. And you know, what makes me really concerned, Zach, the, the, the season starts in late September, uh, Arizona 
every year plays their rival, Arizona State, the day after Thanksgiving. It's the last game of the season. They played on a Friday. It's been like that since long before I got there. This year, Zach, it is the first game in late September, Ooh. which leads me to believe they, they don't think, think it's going to happen. Or that they might only get one in. Yeah, and so that's the one that's they're going to they play. Get in. So you see, I see these. It, and again, it, it's not it's not like they're trying to hide things, but like I see these things, and you can begin to see how other people are thinking. And you would never, Zach, you would never, unless you had a legitimate concern, you would never put Arizona and Arizona State in week one. And again, I know that's nobody huge. out here cares about. But that that's, no, that's just great. To, that's great information. Just to think about. Again, not Arizona, Arizona State particularly, but just the way that that was set up and why it was like, I don't know that. They didn't say it, and, but why else would you do it? And, and that's what our listeners are hearing a lot on our end right now. It's, it's you know, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about, you mentioned this uh, off mic, we're not talking about power rankings right now. We should be talking about power rankings. Oh, and they would be so juicy we're, right now too with, we're, with oh. Yeah, we're we're but our job now is to basically read the tea leaves and yeah. bring it back to you guys and and, and break that down. We're so like to psychics. Make, so to make points not very like good that. Ones. Well, we're making informed decisions based on what's going around. But nobody uh, around knows. Us. Uh, right. And and I think you know you'll you'll hear this later on in the the uh, we're working the, to it the, the show here. But you know I don't think that the coaches are are comfortable with the amount of time they have to go from pads to real games. I mean, some of the hardest games of the season are going to be played preseason. I mean, you talk about Chippewa Valley, they've got uh, Detroit country. Detroit, so it's, it's, it's one of those things uh, where it's, it's not going to be the amount of time that they can work within. Uh, and it's not the amount of time that they can work with scheduling these things. And there's so many unknowns you've got. Uh, my heart goes out to the coaches yeah. and, 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 and the, the staff because they don't know what to prepare for and they're going to have to do it in a short amount of time. Well, let's set this up, Zach, and, and I'll preface this by saying this. We're going to hear right now from Chippewa Valley head coach Scott Merchant and, you know, Zach, Coaches are type A personality people. They have to be. It's how they operate. It's how they succeed. It's how they survive. And he told me, uh, you know, that in March, he would have the whole season planned, at least how you could have it planned, right? Like practices, um, you know, travel plans, meal plans, whatever you can think of. He'd have already had it out on the spreadsheet. It'd be in every parent's inbox. All of his staff would have it. It'd be up on the kids' lockers. And there would be no question about what was going to happen on what day. He told me that now all he can do are weekly status reports. And he's, he, it, it, it sounded like he felt like he was drowning. And I don't single him out because I guarantee you every single coach in the state feels exactly, exactly the same way. How couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a... That's an analogy to how everybody is operating right now. It's I mean, life in 2020. This is this is like let's let's put the magnifying glass underneath the the bubble that is high school sports right now. That's how we are all operating our daily lives. I think it's it's will I have my job down the road? Will will the uh, will the governor tell us that we have to now go? basically back into hiding because we've seen in the last few weeks, things are going backwards and not going will, forward. And that does not bode well for high school sports. Will the federal government bail us out? Will these, I mean, all these things, everything that we say these days, Zach ends in a question mark. There are no periods. And they're questions that we never had to answer before. This is something that these coaches have never had to deal with. Like it's, you know, for a lot of the coaches or even a lot of the teachers, like your, your, your lesson plan always stays the same, right? You're, you're just, it's a, it's a new batch of kids. You, you adjust you're working as with needed. the talent, with the talent that you have. That's things that you expect to come up. And, and these kids, 
they're they're integrating into a varsity program. Right. Uh, the coaches are not necessarily prepared to to handle the situation of. Well, now you have to do everything that we talked about, but uh, delay it by a week and get to the point where we're almost going to kick off. We're a week away from kickoff. It's and now we're going to tell you that, Lucy, sorry guys, we're going to pull the rug out from underneath Lucy you. yanking <laughs> the ball from Charlie Brown. Yeah. I mean, th- it's crazy. Well, let's go inside the head of a Mac red football coach right now. This is Chippewa Valley head coach, Scott Merchant. You know, we're living in a time where everything is fluid. And for the second time this month, we got an update from the MHSAA. And, you know, I'll ask you before I say anything, what was your reaction when you saw what was in the release, right? They delayed pads for football by a week. And, you know, they decided that that, uh, while things right now are somewhat status quo, that they have not officially committed to a start date of competition for football? Sure. Um, I was a little, little taken aback. Um, I wasn't really expecting that. I, I was, I guess, more hopeful that um, we were going to start and be able to do some kind of the normal progression that we've, that we normally do each year, just keep everything internal. But, um, that being said, nothing's normal right now. So, um, you gotta just roll with the punches, man, and, and do the best that you can with what you're able to do. But, uh, you know, I think pushing everything back a week definitely puts week one in question in my mind. Um, you know, we were scheduled to open up with Catholic central, um, on the 27th. So if we don't get confirmation of a game or anything like that till the 20th and we're not putting pads on till the 17th, I don't know if you can really ask us to turn around and play a game against somebody else on the 27th. But yeah, that, well, that was my question. And I, you know, I, 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 I understand, at least I think I do the thought process behind the delay a little bit. Uh, but, but I, I, in my head and you're the expert. So I'll ask you, you know, if, if pads were supposed to go on, on the 10th of August and games are supposed to start the 27th and 28th, like y'all have a plan for each of those 17 or 18 days in between. And I would assume it'd be very hard to jam that plan into what, 10 or 11 days, especially uh, with all due respect to everybody out there, but especially when your opponent is Detroit Catholic central, I mean, it's no walk in the park. Right. Yeah. It's already hard enough when everything's normal and you play the schedule we play with the Mac red teams and, uh, our two non-conference games this year, Catholic central and Detroit Martin Luther King. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, those are some safety concerns that I have. Obviously we have to, um, be concerned about COVID and the virus and, and by all means take all the precautions there, but then, on the flip side of that, we can't sacrifice any of the normal physical precautions that, that we try to take in terms of, you know, head safety and, and concussions and shoulders and knees and all those other types of things that, you know, happen in the game of football. Well, that's the thing. And I, I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody of putting anybody in harm's way, but I, I do wonder to kind of put a, a pin on what you said right there that, if if in trying to be as safe as possible when it comes to the coronavirus, which is a good thing, you know, if if they decide on August twentieth that you will play, 
uh, DCC the opening week as scheduled. Like, I wonder if we're putting another safety risk on the table and maybe even if it is unintentional, though it should be something that people consider. Sure, I think absolutely it's not intentional, but I I think we have to look at those types of byproducts, right? Uh, It could be a byproduct of, like you said, trying to protect against the virus, which we have to do, but we also have to make sure the player safety issues that have always been around with the game of football, we're not sacrificing any of those either. So there has to be a happy medium there. And if that means we have to lose week one, so we get the proper amount of time to prepare for, you know, interscholastic competition against another team, then, you know, so be it. But, um, it's going to be interesting. You know, normally we go the first two days with just helmets. The next two days are helmets and shoulder pads. And then on day five, we can actually put on full pads. So what, what I read yesterday was we have to go the entire first week with just helmets. Yes. Um, and then we can put on, I don't, I don't know if we can go full pads on the 17th. We can add shoulder pads on the 17th, but, um, you know, normally we have like an inter squad scrimmage the first Saturday. You know, we have a we have a big barbecue and we have, you know, we try to make it like Saturday night lights and get the whole community out and get all three levels of our teams going in the stadium under the lights and it's a big deal and obviously, you know, we're not gonna be doing that this year. Coach, how have the kids handled this? And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and, and, you know, I've been covering high school football for a long time in different parts of the country. And, you know, one of the things I've learned is that kids are, for the most part, far more resilient than we give them credit for being. They are able to mold and to mend far better than people like you and I. And, and I think they often don't get enough credit for that. Um, but this has been something that's a little different. And to me, um, some of the, again, I don't know everybody's situation, but just that isolation is tough for a lot of people and kids have been asked to do things differently. I just, you know, I wonder how your kids have, have held up through all this and how they're doing now. Our kids have been amazing. Um, you know, we've been going at it since June 22nd and for them to only be able to do, you know, some very limited lifting outdoors um, and speed, agility, conditioning type things and very little football activity per se to come three days a week and do that for six plus weeks now. I give them a ton of credit because we're, we're not really playing football. We're not really doing many football related things. And, um, our numbers have been great. You know, we, we've had, you know, we've probably averaged over 60 varsity kids every single day. And, um, you know, we've had another 60 to 65, um, freshmen and JV kids total. So, I mean, we, we're, we're probably between 125, 140 kids on a daily basis on three separate fields. So they've been great. Our parents have been great in terms of all the protocols and, uh, with drop off and pickups and the kids with spacing out and bringing their masks and filling out their questionnaires. And, you know, we're asking an awful lot of them and in, in of our coaches and of our parents right now, just, just to try to give us a chance. And, uh, I couldn't be happier with the effort and, uh, you know, the attitude the kids have. And I agree with you 100%. 
kids are much more resilient than they're giving credit for. And quite frankly, they're, they're a lot uh, more open to change than adults. So um, I think those are all good attributes, um, especially for what's going on right now in our society. Yeah, I mean, they just want to play. Put the mask on. Don't put the mask on. Tape my eyes shut. I don't care. Just let me get out there. I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> and 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 I want I want to build on that because you know I I follow um, as I do others. I follow the the football account on on Twitter, and you all been pretty vocal about uh, the way things are going to be done and the ask that you have not only of your players but of your community at large. And I just you know the, everything has become so political, and I refuse to have political conversations, especially on this podcast. This is the last place for any of that um but i just i you know you guys have really pushed the safety element and it seems like as i scan the mac red and that's you know i, I won't comment on others because i don't follow others but you know it, it seems to be something that everybody is is taking seriously and um you know politics aside it, it's about being able to uh, enjoy football as as close to as what we're used to as possible it's never going to be the same this season but y'all have been pretty vocal and i just i wonder you know um why you choose to be that way i i applaud it i, I applaud it well we look at our football program as you know an extension of education i mean it's not just a sport like it's, it's supposed to be educational athletics and you know right now there's a lot of different issues and things going on in our country and in our world. So if we can be a positive agent for change in any way and, and be leaders in our school or in our athletic department or in our community, um, you know, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, wins, wins are great and championships are great, but at the end of the day, if, it's not bigger than that, then we're really kind of missing the point as coaches and as adults for these young people. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We've had, um, some really ugly situations at our stadium this summer from community members, um, in terms of the whole mass situation and things like that. And I don't want to get in politics either, but, uh, it's crazy when we have 125, 140 kids out there following the rules. And then, you know, we have adults show up and refuse to follow the rules and, you know, call us names and yell at us. Um, so uh, it'd just be nice if everybody could just come together for the greater good and try to try to sacrifice and, and make it selfless. Um, you know, selfless cause in order to help the greater good. I mean, uh, (laughs) you would hope that a situation like this would bring our country closer together, not further apart. And um, unfortunately that, that hasn't always been the case. And look, I, I'm I'm not trying to poke and prod here, but would you elaborate on that a little bit? You don't have to name names or identify, but I mean, you guys are out there practicing, doing your thing, um, being as safe as possible and, and people show up like to watch and yell at you, or they just show up and object to what you guys are doing because you're wearing masks. I just, I'm having a hard time, uh, sure. wrapping my head yeah, around no, somebody we, coming up and screaming at a football practice. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we, we have people show up while we're trying to work out and, and, you know, all, our kids aren't even allowed to enter our stadium unless, they answer all the questionnaire uh, questions correctly regarding COVID or 
they have the proper temperature. Like they're not even allowed. So, I mean, we, we try to close the stadium in the area at that time um, to keep it safe for our kids and for other people. And there's people that show up that, you know, try to ride their bikes on our track while we're working out or, you know, refuse to leave the area and they don't have masks and we don't know where they've been and we don't have their temperature and we don't know if they've been around anybody that has COVID. And, you know, for them to cause a scene and yell at us and call us sheep and things like that because we're trying to follow the rule, um, you know, that's, that's pretty disappointing. Have you had to call the police? No, we, you know, we handle these things ourselves, but, you know, it's a constant conversation with the administration at our school district. And, you know, one of the concerns I have is like, okay, what's it going to be like on game day? If we can only allow 100 people in our stadium or 250 and the requirement is to wear a mask and you get to the ticket booth and you say, well, I pay my taxes and I paid for my ticket. I don't want to wear a mask. You know, what, what do we do at that point? Because, you know, God bless the people working in the ticket booths who make no money doing it. And they're going to enforce that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it could get very ugly. I mean, we've seen it ourselves firsthand this summer and we're, we're trying to do things the right way and follow all the rules. And it's so politicized right now. and, And people are so angry on either side. It's just like, okay, well, can't, can't we just all do what we need to do so we can hopefully go back to school in person and then, you know, maybe have some sense of normalcy in terms of athletics. But I mean, like, yeah. And I mean, so I, I don't have a great answer. You know, I mean, we didn't, we weren't rude. We didn't like go after these people, but I mean, there, there's a lot of anger out there. I, I can't imagine, as you mentioned it, like I'm thinking of um, somebody's mom or dad or uncle or grandma, you know, the heart and soul of the booster program inside one of those booths having to, to wield that kind of decision over unwieldy uh, people that it, it, uh, it makes my stomach flip a little bit. And, you know, coach, I always appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the conversation turned the way that it did at the end. I'm, I'm very disappointed that that has happened, but, uh, you know, I, I applaud you for handling things the way that you've done and, you know, please, uh, keep up the good work and, you know, hopefully you and I will be talking about football sooner rather than later. Sure. And I don't want to let, you know, a couple, you know, right? a, a couple of incidents, you know, reflect our entire community. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, again, just like the kids, 98% of them are doing the right thing. 98% of our community are great. Um, but we need those people to, to step up and, and be vocal against, you know, the 2% or whatever who are, aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And it's the same thing with our kids and our coaches. Like, if somebody forgets their mask, then, you know, the kids that do have masks, we need them to step up or if guys aren't keeping their six feet, we need them to self police. Um, so, I mean, we're a microcosm of a bigger society, right? Like, and that, and that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to do our part and hopefully get these kids ready to have a 2020 football season, whatever that may look like, however many games that will be. And, you know, hopefully go out there and have some fun. Cause I, I know we could all use to have, we could use having a good time right now.
Yeah, I mean the 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 prospect of a 2020 Dakota Chippewa Valley contest cannot come soon enough. Chippewa Valley head coach Scott Merchant joining us. Hey, coach, thanks for the time. We always enjoy it. Thank you, Zach. Stay safe. So, Zach, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, there's so many unknowns, and getting into it, I, I feel like these coaches are. It, like they're getting the kids ready for this situation that they, they have to, they have to prepare them for the fact that we hope there's going to be a game on the 27th or the 28th. Now think of it like this. You're building up to Christmas. Mm. Everybody loves Christmas morning, but the build up to Christmas is, is almost what makes the Heck Christmas yeah. morning, so much more rewarding. You get the, uh, the, the Christmas specials, you get the decorations out, you spend time together as a family. Mm. But if you were to be told on Christmas Eve that you will not get Christmas morning, it makes everything else worthless. You're better off on the day after Thanksgiving to announce there will be no Christmas this year. I think it softens the blow. We're almost kicking the can down the road too far at this point to say, we're going to wait until a week before games are supposed to kick off to really let you guys know what's going to happen. Because in my mind, if I'm a betting man, I'm going all in on the season does not start on the 27th. No, there, I mean, Zach, there, there is to me, like if we're doing odds here, I mean, I, I a 27th game on the 27th, 10%. I mean, and I think that's generous. That's, I think, I, that's I think four it's, weeks away as we less than four weeks away as we sit in these this chairs. Is August, right this is August 1st. Right, the, the 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 there will be a slate of Saturday games if things hold status quo four weeks from today. In fact, Zach, four weeks from today, we would normally be sitting down here talking about week one and what has happened. I don't think in four weeks we're going to be sitting here having that conversation, right? And and I, but Zach, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, I, I'm I'm disturbed, I'm disturbed not by what's going on as far as the timeline goes. That's unsettling, but I, I'm disturbed by the end of that interview with coach merchant there and, and, and the behavior of some of the adults in this area. And, and coach was right to say, and very firm in his stance that his community is a good community of, of caring and thoughtful people, but clearly, and, and I know that this community uh, is not alone in Macomb County. Oh, absolutely not. This is going on across the country, but to, to, to scream at coaches and and trainers and others that are out there mentoring young people, giving them an outlet, giving them structure, giving them uh, a, 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 a fun, enjoyable experience, at least doing their best to make it happen, and to have some random person come in and start screaming and calling kids sheep. I mean, that, Zach, that is disgusting. In fact, that to me is like, you know, aside from like violent crimes, like this is like the basement of humanity. You're going to walk into a high school football practice and curse out coaches in front of kids and then yell at kids because they're wearing masks and call them sheep. I mean, I, I just, th the amount of anger that, that was coursing through my veins as I was talking to coach merchant. I mean, I, I'm, you know me, I'm not very big. I'm not very strong, but I could have slammed through the wall. I was, I'm sitting next to right now. I just, I'm just so angry. Yeah. And Zach, I excuse my language here, but I'm losing my patience for shitty people. Dude. I really am. And, and it's these, this is, you know, we're trying here, man. These are, these are kids. We are not a hard concept. And, and, and with this podcast, we have been 
very, very conscious of the fact that we are talking about kids week in and week out. Duh. This is this is something that is not meant to uh, criticize. This is something that's meant to build up. We're showing the what people. the football and, in this area is so good it deserves to be amplified. And, and these kids are out there working their butts off for a season that they don't know is going to even Think happen. about that. These coaches are working their butts off, and most of them, you're volunteering your time. They don't get, I mean, you're volunteering your time. They don't get paid for this. And not enough to make that worth it. Working with kids for a season that they don't know is going to happen. These are the people that make your community better. And then you have, and, and I like to think of it as, a, a, a very, very small majority. Absolutely. But even that is unacceptable. It's too many. Be I, better. And I know that is happening in every other one of these communities. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, and, and it just goes to show what kind of time we are in right now. And it's elevated by the media. It's elevated by the, the fact that this is a, a presidential race in, in Macomb County, we've got a lot of, lot of people and a lot everybody, going on right now. a lot of people feel very differently, but I mean, we, we saw it in our, our hometown just over this past weekend, there, there was an, an a political event that had almost two, uh, upwards of, of 150 people in attendance and 99% of those people were not wearing masks. Now I saw the pictures, I've seen the video and I just, we're not, yeah, we're not making those numbers up. These are, these are real numbers that we have. And you know, when you look at that and you say, this does not bode well for the kids in the community and it does not bode well for getting back to normalcy with school and sports, because really that's all these kids care about right now. Yeah. Let me go. They want to start school again. They, regardless of how you felt about school, like no, they want it, in. They want to go. Like it, they, that that build up to the first day of school was always exciting. Oh, I get to go socialize again. I get to see somebody that I didn't see for the last three months. Like it's exciting. And these kids be have like been off since months. March. <laughs> yeah. Like come on, these kids want to go back to this. So don't Six months, do whatever. things that are going to hinder their opportunity to have a senior year, to okay. have a final uh, showcase for their talents, because that's what this is. We are showcasing the talents of the youth in Macomb County because these kids are working their butts off. Don't ruin it for them. I got to tell you, Zach, and people are going to like this, but I think it's too late. I think it's too. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, I don't disagree. If you're trying to save things now, I mean, you know, I. I, But it's not even a matter of trying to save things. It's just a matter of doing it. Just do it and don't be a jerk about uh, it. Oh, dude, like that. I mean, that getting back to like the specific incident, like, oh my God, please go back to wherever you came, whatever dwelling it was, and never leave ever again. Lock yourself in the basement and stay there. Stay there. But I, I, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, there, there was this, you know, month ago or whatever. People were like, you know, um, and I'll give Scott Merch and his program credit. Their, their Twitter accounts been very active in, in, in saying this is what we need to do. And, and if you don't do it for, for you or, or do it, do it for your child and, and for their season, you know. But that, that message was six weeks old and nobody listened to it. And so yeah. now, if we're trying to save the season now, I think you know you should start thinking about to- trying to try to save basketball season now. Too little, too late. That's and I, what I think. And, well, and and you know, it's too the bad. fact that it's it's uh, it, you know, we we saw Madonna 
they pushed their season to spring. They announced that they are the going smaller to, schools are doing they're, it. They're, and, 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 you know, a lot of it comes from just the cost of testing these kids. I mean, there there's, it's not a cheap endeavor to do. And you got to think if the shoe has dropped for these smaller schools, it's, I, I hate to say it. It's only a How matter of time it? before it, it happens at the high school level. I, I mean, You've got to gauge the situation around you to make, because Zach, they've not committed. So we can't answer the question. We don't know. Right. So we can take the information around us like you're doing and, and, and do our best to, to, to assume the answer. And that's what we've done. And I, I just, you know, I, I tell you right now, I'd put my house on no week one and I might put my house on no week two. Also, you, you probably, you probably wouldn't have to push too hard on that. Cause again, we're seeing, I think you go conference only. Yeah, you have to, I think make no that cross and no crossover. Make that announcement now. Do it now. I, I think that's a decision that has to be made. At least let these coaches know that they're going to get an extra two weeks out of it. And then the, the only thing they have to think about is that that first conference game, put that on their radar, know that that's going to push things back by 14 days. And that gives you At a, a whole lot of time to prepare and get ready for your season because to think that it's going to happen four weeks from today when you pushed pad practice back by a week, no, no way. way, no way, no way, no way. Let's, that, get, let's get let's get real. We need to, and I know that reality right now is difficult, so we're doing our best to avoid it, but it's not helping anybody. It just it just isn't, and so you know, Zach, we'll continue to follow this, and as we part, please do not be a garbage person and scream at children. Please don't do that. And in fact, I'm not even going to say please. I'm just going to say it. Don't do, do it. not do that. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. They, they, yeah. The, the, disgusting. Yeah. You're disgusting. Leave it at that. That's it. You can find more at 32andmain.com. Subscribe to The Mac Attack anywhere you get your podcasts. And also follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening to The Mac Attack with Zach and Zach. For more, visit 32andmain.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget to like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook. The Mac Attack is a proud member of the 32 and Main Network.